How's things, everybody? You're very welcome along once again to the Fantasyland FPL podcast. With myself, Stephen Gilroy, Daruan will join us later on via voice note for his thoughts and opinions on Game Week 24 and his plans for Game Week 25. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Fantasyland FPL and you can also find us on Instagram under the same handle. And don't forget to head on over to Spotify. Type in Fantasyland FPL podcast. You will find us there. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can leave a review if you enjoy it. And you'll also never miss an episode. So, coming up on today's podcast, at the time of recording this, it is Thursday. Uh, the deadline is Friday, this coming Friday at 6.30. Make sure you don't miss it. Lots to get through on the pod today. So, we're going to talk some Game Week 24. I'm going to recap very briefly on the results. We'll look ahead to Game Week 25 and some of the teams that blank and double. I'll talk about my points tally for the game week of game week 24. I will talk about my overall rank and we will get stuck into some captaincy and early transfer opinions also. So without further ado, let's get stuck into a recap of game week 24. So let's start off with Game Week 24, the first game, of course, which was Aston Villa and Arsenal on Saturday afternoon at 12.30. So an early goal from Coutinho put Villa 1-0 up only for Saka to equalise. Watkins then put Aston Villa 2-0 up and then Martinelli and Zinchenko scored for Arsenal along with an own goal from Emi Martinez from a Jorginho shot. Gave Arsenal a 4-2 win and puts them right back on top of the Premier League. Brentford drew one all with Crystal Palace. Brighton lost out to Fulham by a goal to nil. Disappointing from a Brighton point of view if you had any of their defenders. Southampton beat Chelsea by a goal to nil in one of the more surprising results of the weekend. My triple Chelsea experiment continues to fail miserably while that is a very valuable win for Southampton in their fight against relegation. On the other side of the relegation fight of course a big game on Saturday and one that I did not enjoy. Everton beat Leeds by a goal to nil. Irishman Seamus Coleman scoring the winner in that game. I don't know what the Leeds goalkeeper was doing so far off his line but I think it was a pretty wretched performance from Leeds. By all accounts, Everton were just that little bit better and they came away with the three points on the day. Forrest drew one all with Man City. Another very surprising result. Uh, Haaland had provided the... Oh no, she no, he wasn't involved at all. Uh, the goal scored by Bernardo Silva and assisted by Jack Grealish. So that put City 1-0 up and then Haaland had missed a huge chance. That's what I meant to say. Haaland missed a huge chance then in the second half. I think he missed a couple of chances, normally ones you would imagine that he put away, only for uh, Wood to score a goal at the very end to equalise. So, disappointing result for Man City, but that puts Arsenal still at two points ahead at the top of the Premier League table. Bournemouth beat Wolves by a goal to nil. Goal from Tavernier, uh, a player that Dara actually owned uh, there about maybe four or five game weeks ago and actually done really well. The late game on Saturday then was Liverpool v Newcastle. Liverpool came away with the 2-0 win. Goals from Mohamed, oh no, sorry, an assist from Salah uh, and goals from Darwin Nunes and Cody Gakpo, also an assist from Alexander-Arnold. Nick Pope sent off in that that game we have a question from a listener later on regarding goalkeepers and what to do about the Nick Pope situation then on Sunday Manchester United took on Leicester they won by three goals to nil a slow first half for United but they sprang into life with goals from Rashford who scored twice 
and then Sancho scored the third two assists from Bruno Fernandes my differential in my team and also an assist from Fred finally on Sunday Spurs took on West Ham in a London derby and goals from uh, Son and Emerson Royale sealed the win for the North London side Kane with an assist in that game as we always say Mr Consistent seems to do the business each and every single week so if you're a Kane owner then you would have been happy with the uh, assist at the very bare minimum so that is game week 24 wrapped up done and dusted in the books and we move on to game week 25 so briefly go through my team how i got on so i'll start with the uh, points tally so i finished with 55 points i didn't make any transfers um the good was uh, luke shaw with the six pointer again manchester united play really well alongside him for united was rashford and fernandez these boys probably saved the game week to be honest because you know rashford comes away with a two-goal haul Fernandez gets two assists and you know with them two assists from Fernandez that really helps the differential and moving up the ranks so probably the last you're going to see of Fernandez in my team now for a bit because obviously United Blank now in 25 we'll get on to what to do with them in a bit Odegaard with eight points didn't look good for a while but then he got an assist uh, and all three bonus so we done pretty well and that was pretty much it to be honest the bad then Kepa Badashile and Muderic. So Kepa and Badashile obviously conceded their clean sheet very early on against Southampton and Muderic didn't even start. So probably a little bit um little bit done with the Chelsea experiment at the minute. So Muderic will probably make way when I wildcard unless there's a massive shift in form. Uh, I know they play Spurs the weekend, but uh, until Chelsea start to I suppose Prove themselves a little bit more as valuable FPL assets. I won't be going anywhere near any of the other players. I'm happy enough to keep Kepa, but um, as for the others, I'm not too sure. Lewis Dunk with a two-pointer. Very frustrating this because Brighton and Fulham was nil all for a really long time. And I thought, you know, in for a six-pointer here with Lewis Dunk. Maybe get a bonus if I'm lucky. And uh, then a very late goal from uh, Fulham put paid to them plans. Kieran Trippier then was also one of the bads. He finished on one point, so I suppose wasn't expecting a whole outload from this game. He blanks now in 25, and then they have another tough game in 26. So I'll have to think about what to do with Kieran Trippier, but yeah, again, when you go into a game like that and you don't expect too much, then you're you're probably not going to be let down too much. So then moving on to Kevin O'Brien, back to his old frustrating self, two points. Didn't affect the game in any shape or form. You would imagine a fixture against Forrest, for Kevin De Bruyne, he would do better. Um, yeah, City just just weren't at the races, and obviously at the time of recording this, City drew one all with Leipzig in the Champions League last night. So uh, they probably need to turn it around now in the Premier League form and in the Champions League. They'll have to finish off that second leg strong in a couple of weeks' time. And then finally, Haaland as my captain, finish up with four points. Disappointing enough again, to be fair. Mr. Big Chance, as I mentioned, and you know, in general, you would expect with the way that he's you know been this season and the amount of goals that he has scored this season, that he would do better than that. But that's it. That is my team on the bench. Then I had Danny Ward, he got a two-pointer, Gnoto and Greenwood finished with one point each. And then Andy Robertson got an eight-pointer uh as a player on my bench. So it was a bit of a toss-up between him and Kieran Trippier. And uh, I suppose in hindsight, maybe I probably should have went for the Liverpool defender instead. But with the way Liverpool are, we don't know how they're going to go 
week to week. So with all that being said, my rank, I did get a green arrow, a small green arrow. So it was, I was around 820k and I'm gone up to 709k. So that's not too bad. I'm happy enough. Like I kind of said over the last couple of weeks, if I start you know, picking up a couple of green arrows here and there, then I'll be I'll be happy enough. So just a brief look at my game week history. So it's been since the World Cup, I mean it's been, you know, green arrow, red arrow, arrow, green arrow, red arrow. So it's kind of it's just went up and down. And um I suppose when I didn't captain Haaland there a few weeks ago and I kept captained De Bruyne instead, I think it was against Wolves or or Palace or something like that. Um that probably hurt me a little bit, but look, not too bad. Seven hundred and ninety k, happy enough with that. So I'll attack game week twenty five and uh, see what we can do. But um, yeah, overall, overall, uh, I suppose a decent game week in uh, in a week where it was definitely tough. Saturday was a really tough day. There wasn't really a lot of uh, games where there was much going on. There wasn't big points being put up by anybody. Uh, so as I said, Sunday then was was a lot better with the uh, with the Manchester United assets. But yeah, that concludes game week twenty four. That's how I got on. And uh, next up, we look at our plans for game week twenty five. So if you didn't know already, game week twenty five is going to be both a double and a blank game week. So we'll start off with the teams that have a double game week. So doubles for Arsenal, Everton. Uh, Liverpool and Wolves so Arsenal have uh, Everton and Aston Villa no sorry uh, Arsenal have Leicester and uh, Everton Liverpool have Wolves and I'll just have to double check Wolves and Crystal Palace and uh, Everton have uh, Aston Villa and they have Arsenal okay so now that I got that cleared out of the way we can uh, look in a little bit more depth at who are the best options for the double game week team. So I think it's worth saying Arsenal have a pretty okay um you know double game week for themselves. You know, two fairly good fixtures. I would be looking at the likes of Bukayo Saka. He's gonna be big transferred in this week. I've transferred him in already, so I got rid of Bruno Fernandez. So I'm done with him for now. Just gives me the funds to move straight to Bukayo Saka. And happy enough to do that because I've wanted to own him for a while, and especially with a double game, double game week rather like this, uh, you really have to kind of maximise your your Arsenal players. So like, I think they're probably going to do well across the, the the two games. You know, they look like they're they're up for it. Like they they beat Villa. Obviously, a lot of people say they were lucky, but you know, I think Arsenal can turn on the style when they want, and uh, hopefully, we can get two wins out of the two games in their double game week. Um, the next team then we're looking at is Liverpool. So Liverpool had a bad defeat in the Champions League to Real Madrid. A lot of people's thoughts would probably be centred around that. So people had looked at the likes of Trent, Robertson, Salah, Gakpo, Nunes. I think they're probably the five ones that you're looking at the most. Maybe the goalkeeper, I personally wouldn't be too interested. I have made the move from Kevin De Bruyne to Mo Salah that's one move I, I've done as well so I've done Salah, Salah, Fernandez, Saka and I've done De Bruyne to Salah so they're the two moves that I've done so far Um, I have Robertson as well so I have Salah and Robertson for the double game week whether or not I'll triple up I don't know I have the funds to go to go, uh, Cody Gakpo but not feeling too confident about <laughs> about Gakpo so I'll just have to maybe wait closer to the time at the time recording this of course 
have another day or so to wait for information. So we'll wait and see what happens. Wolves then have a double game week as well. I see a lot of people going for the likes of Craig Dawson, maybe Samedo. Personally, I don't know if I fancy Wolves for the double game week. I mean, if you want, they have a game against Fulham on Friday and then they play Liverpool. It's not the most attractive set of fixtures that you're ever going to see for a double game week. I mean, I feel like Fulham are good enough to beat Wolves and Liverpool, you know, really and truly, if they're if they're playing, you know, or, or aspiring to finish in the top four at all, then they probably need to be beating teams like Wolves in the Premier League. So it puts me off. I, I wouldn't go for it. If, if you were going to go for somebody, I suppose... A defender, maybe they might keep a clean sheet against Fulham if they're lucky. But attacking wise, I don't really see anybody worth going for. To be to be fair, uh, Everton. Then another team that I'm probably not going to go near. There's only one player that's kind of stood out on on Twitter uh, and Instagram over the last couple of days. People looking at James Tarkowski, the Everton defender. He's very good from set pieces. You know he tacks them well. And he seems to be set up in such a way, or Everton are set up in such a way, that he seems to be at the forefront of that. So Sean Dyche will be uh, encouraging him to uh, get forward at every opportunity from set pieces. So he's the only one, really. I see people going for the likes of McNeil as well. He's on set pieces. I think he's taking the corners, as far as I know. But then apart from that, I mean, you have to remember, Everton don't create an awful lot. They don't score a lot of goals. They're not very creative in the final third. They're struggling a little bit for that. I watched the game on Saturday. In the first half especially, I mean, I know we were beaten. Um, Leeds came out a little bit brighter in the second half, but Everton just took the one chance that they did get. So, you know, again, it came from a defender. So I wouldn't be too overconfident in selecting Everton attackers. So that's, I'll leave that up to you. Leave that up to yourself as FPL managers to make your decision. Uh, finally then, uh, no, that's it. That is, they're the four teams involved for the double game week. Um, with Arsenal as well, I forgot to mention, obviously, the likes of Martin Odegaard, maybe a couple of Arsenal defenders, if you're feeling that way inclined. But I think definitely Saka is probably the number one target. And Nketiah as well is probably a decent option as well. He's a, he's a cheap option and he uh, represents decent value for, uh, for a striker playing in a team like Arsenal. So that is... The double game weeks covered. Let's have a look at the blank game weeks. So I suppose this the blank game weeks are more so just planning for them and making sure that you are making the right move. So the teams that blank are Manchester United, Newcastle, Brighton and Brentford. So them four teams do not have a fixture. A lot of people will be tripled up, doubled up with Manchester United players. So what I would do is I was thinking about this this morning before I came on to record this. I said I would keep Rashford, I would keep him, I would bench him and, you know, just have him because I think if you get rid of him, it becomes more difficult to get him back. So if you have Fernandez, that's an easy move if you need funds to go to Salah or Saka or someone else in midfield that you want to go for. I think that's an easy move. So I would I would be happy, you know, go ahead, let Fernandez go. It's fine. Luke Shaw then is a funny one as well. I think you can let him go if you want. But, you know, I would have a plan to bring him back because he's he's playing really well. Uh, United's fixtures aren't too bad. Just a quick look at the FDR here while I am sitting down. Uh, they have a decent run of fixtures. Obviously, they blank in 25. They have Liverpool then in 26. So, you know, you could get rid of Shaw for them a couple of games. Then they have Southampton and Brighton, then followed by a double in 29. They have Newcastle and Brentford then they have Everton and Nottingham Forest so that's their next 
five, six, seven, eight games. So you could get rid of Shaw. Um, I would be. I'd be fairly sure though I mean you need to just keep a hold of Marcus Rashford because it could be very difficult to get him back if prices go up and uh, depending on what way you work your, your team for the uh, for the double and um, yeah I, I would definitely I would definitely just keep Rashford uh, get rid of Fernandez if you feel you need to uh, and then you know Luke Shaw I'll leave that up to yourselves so the second team then to blank is Newcastle look a lot of people probably looking to wonder what to do with Trippier as I mentioned, he blanks in 25 and he has a tough fixture in 26. So he's Manchester City away. But then they have Wolves and Nottingham Forest back to back, followed by a double in 29, which features Manchester United and West Ham, followed by Brentford and Arsenal in the uh, following two game weeks. So I suppose it all depends. Again, do you really want to keep Kieran Trippier? Are you happy to keep him? If not, then maybe let him go. I mean, i seen a tweet from a good friend of the podcast, FBL Winning, um, and he said, do we have too much money tied up in the likes of Trippier, and do we feel like we have to keep him? Mm, I wouldn't say so. I think if you want to move him on, that's absolutely fine. I think you can make plans to do that. Maybe get him back later on um, if you're wildcarding and build the squad around him, depending on how Newcastle are, are going. Because remember, they're in a, a bit of a mini, a mini kind of blip at the moment. And they haven't won in their last two or three games. So that that's something to consider as well. So Kieran Trippier, he's probably one that everybody has. The likes of Pope then. I mean, we have a question about goalkeepers in a bit. So I'll just address that. But Pope, of course, is banned for the next three games. So I'm assuming he's not going to be back until maybe the Wolves or the Forest game, if I'm correct. Um, so yeah, they're the Newcastle players that probably uh, are looking to be moved out. Uh, then the other teams that blank, the likes of Brighton and the likes of Brentford. So you probably double up. Some people have doubles up of uh, you know the likes of Matoma and Dunk, maybe Sanchez in the Brighton goal. But uh, yeah, if if you can bench them or move them on, you, you can do just that. But um, you know maybe people that are free hitting this week won't be too concerned about losing any of these players. But um, if you're trying to get to maybe nine or ten players, then I would be happy to uh, you know let some of these players go. As well, uh, Brentford's fixtures over the next while are still, or sorry, Brighton's fixtures are still pretty good. So they have they have West Ham in twenty six, a double of Leeds and Crystal Palace in twenty seven. They play Manchester United then, then even they have another double in twenty nine, which is Brentford and Bournemouth. So maybe on second opinion, don't get rid of your Brighton players because they have two doubles in the next five game weeks coming up. And that goes for Brentford as well. They have Fulham in twenty six, Everton and Southampton back to back in twenty seven. And Manchester United and Brighton in 29. And their fixtures don't look too bad overall. So it's up to yourselves. I mean, for me, looking at that there, looking at the FDR in front of me, Brighton actually have a decent run of fixtures. I would probably end up keeping the likes of Lewis Dunk because I like to own him. He's a good, cheap option. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't think you need to stray too far from that. So they're the four teams that have double game weeks and the four teams that have blank game weeks. I hope that helps uh, with your planning for game week 25. I think it's worth saying as well, if you have nine or 10 players for game week 25 and you can't get to 11, I think you'll hear most content creators say there's no need to take minus eights, minus 12s to get there. Run with nine, have a good captain, bring in Salah, stick the armband on him. He's probably the best option. We'll talk about captaincy in a minute. But uh, I think nine players is probably fine. 10 is probably 
great but you don't have to you know you don't have to kill yourself you know and and really try and take points hits to to get to 11 it's really not worth it but um yeah next up we'll have a look at some captaincy options for game week 25 um i'm gonna hand over to dara now in a second i have a voice note sent in from him to give his opinions uh but captaincy options for me i mean it's got to be saka uh and then the likes of Salah I think them two are probably the two standout options I don't really see anybody else like them two fixtures for Liverpool are that good I don't think you need to look elsewhere anyways that's enough for me my co-host is standing by with a voice note to give us his thoughts and how he got on for game week 24 so let's take a listen and see how he got on hi Steve I hope you and all the listeners are keeping well Unfortunately, again, our time schedules don't line up this week, so I'm sending in this voice note for a review of Game Week 24 and a preview of Game Week 25. I'll start off first with uh, my team and how I got on. So I ended up with 48 points um, and I dropped like 55,000 places in the rank. Uh, or in the overall rank so I dropped I think from about three nine five three hundred and ninety five thousand to four hundred and forty five thousand so it was another below average week and I think I've dropped like five red arrows in the last five six game weeks so it hasn't been good it's a tough time in fancy football but I suppose that's the game and these are the things we have to go through and I had uh, had a lot of good weeks there before that. So we'll just try and get through this and look forward to game week 25 and 26 onwards. So my team, I had points total was 48. As I said, it was above average of 44, but it was still very poor as I dropped rank. Um, the good for me this week was Rashford. He got 15. He's a player who is firing in all cylinders in every game he plays. Odegaard got eight. Uh, Shaw got six. Tim Ream, we mentioned him last week for Fulham, centre-back, got six points. He's playing brilliant stuff this season so far. Then Kane got five, and then the rest really was very poor. It was Haaland got four. He was my captain, so I was between him and Rashford, and I went for Haaland in the end. So should have went for Rashford, but what can you do? I had KDB got two, Matoma got two, Nketi got two, uh, Trippier got one, and Pope got minus three. So we'll come to Pope later on in goalkeepers. I think we have a listener question, and um, we'll speak about that. So moving on to players and impressed, and that had good stats, and maybe players to watch for future weeks. Um, we have... Odegaard here, or I have Odegaard here on the list. Um, he did very well this week and he got uh, an assist and three bonus points. Next in the list, someone I'm going to look at is Ali Watkins. He got one goal and two bonus points. We mentioned him before, he's been playing very, very well. And he's someone that we could look at for that second or third choice uh, striker spot on our, on our teams next one is Estepinen or Estepunen uh, he is Brighton defender and 
he got two bonus points and he played very well again. Definitely someone to look look in for. He's at a reasonable price as well. I think he's 4.6 or 4.7. We mentioned him last week as well. James Ward-Prowse, uh, he got three bonus points and a goal. Played very well. I know he's at Southampton. They were bottom of the division, but he's someone you can always rely on for set pieces and, and free kicks and that. So maybe someone that if you had a fourth or fifth spot on your midfield... Tarkowski, a lot of people are looking at him. Got two bonus points. Everton have two games coming up. Uh, but again, they're not as solid um, or not as good as we thought, at, say, after the Arsenal game. They haven't been performing as well. Next one then is, or next three is three Liverpool players. You could look at a Trent or a Robertson or a Salah. Possibly they have two games coming up in game week 25 so definitely we could look at a Liverpool player but after the Champions League performance maybe that will have an effect on them I don't know so it could change things slightly we have I've actually added in Darwin here as well maybe as a as third choice or second choice striker Um, he's been doing okay recently then moving on, if Rashford and Fernandez, they've been on the list the last few weeks. They've been performing very well. Rashford got two goals, got two bonus points. Fernandez got two assists and three bonus points. So very, very good stats from them too. Uh, Saka as well for Arsenal, someone here that's been performing very well. He got one goal and he's just been playing well and he's been doing the business along with Odegaard for Arsenal. And then players to target maybe because it's a double game week for Everton, Wolves, Arsenal, Liverpool. I have some of these I'll have mentioned already. Tarkowski for Everton, Saka, Odegaard and Nketiah for Arsenal. Then Liverpool, you have Salah, Darwin or Trent, Alexander Arnold. Wolves, I couldn't really come up with any players. Maybe a Ruben Neves. It's it's hard to choose from from wolves, uh, so yeah, maybe Steve, you might have some options from them. Then moving on to the next uh, thing on my agenda is captain picks. I've went with Salah or Trent for Liverpool. Maybe a Darren as an outside shout. They have two games. They had been playing well in the Premier League. As I said before, maybe the Champions League will affect their confidence. Maybe it'll change people's decisions on picking those players. Odegaard or Saka for Arsenal. They have a double game week. You could go for um, a City player like a Haaland. They're away to Bournemouth. Or maybe a Silver or someone like that. But it's, it's an easier decision to choose someone that's playing two games. Because you have two chances. So that is my captain picks for this week. Moving on to the last thing I'm going to speak about today is the listener question. So we've got a question in from Michael Morn, and he is asking for some advice on goalkeeping or goalkeeper options. He has Pope. He got minus three. I think he's suspended for three games because he got that red card. Um, I've come up with a list here for you, Michael, or for the listeners. So first up is maybe um, Area for 
Brentford. He's 4.7. He has a blank game week in 25, but after that you have Fulham at home, Everton away and Southampton away. So decent fixtures. Next up then I have Eleno for Fulham, who's been one of the goalkeepers of the season so far. He's home to Fulham. He's away to Brentford, home to Arsenal, and then a tough fixture maybe against Liverpool away. But his next three fixtures are quite good, and they have a game in game week 25. Navas, um, Killer Navas for, for uh, Nottingham Forest, I should say. Um, he's 4.5, brilliant keeper, great record. He's away to West Ham, home to Everton, and away to Spurs, home to Newcastle. Maybe not the easiest of fixtures, but he's been performing well and he's cheap. You could go for a Kepa, 4.7 for Chelsea. Uh, they're away to Tottenham, home to Leeds, and away to Leicester. Um, could be a good option. And also, if you have a bit more money, I was going to say um, an Allison for Liverpool. Decent fixtures. They have two fixtures coming up in 25. They have a way to Palace, home to Wolves, and then home to United and away to Bournemouth. That's if you have the extra extra bit of cash there, you might want to go for that. So they will be my list. Uh, maybe there's some other options there, but they would be the top ones for that I would um, that I would have. So that is everything I'm going to go through for this week, and hopefully we'll be back together next week steve and our time schedules and that will for work and that will match up uh, so good luck to all the listeners for game week 25 and i will speak to you all soon yeah big thanks as always to dara for taking the time out to send us on a voice note obviously working in different countries or living in different countries rather him over in dubai and myself here in ireland uh has its difficulties sometimes when we're recording podcasts but i think we do pretty okay the old voice notes seem to work a wonder and uh the podcast just doesn't stop so fair play dara and we will speak to him in person next week once again so he mentioned there we had a listener question from michael Moran. so cheers to the question mick and he asks about goalkeepers so Dara went through a fair few options there. I agree, David Rea is a good option for Brentford. If you want to get a cheap option in, I think he's one of my favourite goalkeepers at that price range. Um, Kepa, I can't remember if Dara mentioned him now in the voice note or not. I think he did. I like Kepa. I think everybody likes Kepa, to be honest. He's, uh, he's a points machine at the minute. Bonus points. Bonus point king. Uh, saves clean sheets you know I know Chelsea haven't been convinced in the last few weeks and they've been you know a little bit very inconsistent to be honest but Kepa I just think is a is, is a good pick for his price then obviously we mentioned before that Brentford or sorry Brighton have good fixtures someone like Robert Sanchez is probably someone that you could consider as well because with that many good fixtures on the horizon you'd imagine that he will be popular he's going to keep a couple of clean sheets on the way Brighton are actually fairly good defensively. I know they, they lost the weekend, but I think overall they're actually not bad. And the, the other time they do pick up uh, points for themselves. So they're probably my three best options. David Rea, Robert Sanchez and Kepa. They're probably the best three. I wouldn't go for the Liverpool goalkeeper. I wouldn't go for uh, Alisson. I wouldn't go for Ederson. I think there's too much money tied up in your goalkeeper then. And you don't have as much funds for the rest of your team. But um, yeah, thanks for the question, Mick. Hopefully you will uh, get over 
the sending off of Nick Pope, of course. Michael's a Newcastle fan. It's a big game this weekend against Manchester United in the Carabao Cup. And uh, hopefully... Hopefully, hopefully they do. They do it. Actually, I'm. I'm always one for rooting for the underdog. I know Dara is a Manchester United fan, so it'll be. Uh, it'll be interesting to uh, see how that one plays out. So, uh, looking forward to that one on Sunday. Okay, that's it. Game week 24, 25 in a nutshell. We've done it all. Um, if you are considering taking hits, like I said earlier on. If your teams are not that bad of shape, and if you can get to nine or ten players, please do consider just doing that. Um, if you want more information about double game weeks uh, on the horizon, because there is actually a few of them coming up, then make sure you follow Ben Crellin on Twitter, and there's a few other really good accounts as well. So follow. Uh, I'm just. This is going to be a shameless plug now for some of the Irish FPL accounts. But follow FPL Era. His YouTube video this week is excellent. It gives a good breakdown of the double game weeks and he does a chip strategy as well i just watched it there last night and in fairness it makes a lot of sense because i still have my my second wild card my free hit my triple cap triple captain and my bench because i still have all them so i uh was watching that with interest last night so make sure you check his video out on youtube subscribe to him follow him on twitter instagram all that crack and also fpl winning he's been on the podcast a couple of weeks ago make sure you follow him as well on twitter and check out his youtube channel also okay that is all my shameless plugin of irish fpl accounts done for today we'll talk to you next week best of luck for 25 and we'll speak to you soon good luck <laughs>